Neither Amy or I moved since the gun was pointed right at us. Having just gotten my arm out of a sling due to a bullet, I wasn't anxious to feel another one again so soon. Look, we'll just forget about what we saw here and be on our way. No harm done. Oh no, in fact, there is plenty of harm done. You see, over the past few weeks, someone has been breaking into our home and stealing some of our most prized possessions. We knew that if we forbade people from coming here into the East Wing, that we might be able to weed out the thief and catch them in the acts. Looks like we were right on the money. Wait, thieves? We're not thieves. We were just looking at all the things you have- Save the excuses. Michael! Uh, Yes, dear? Bring them to the archives, lock them in there, until Sheriff Paulson arrives. Of of course, dear. (laughs) Come along, you two. With his gun trained on both of us, Michael brought us further into the room until we got to a large mechanical door. He punched in the code, and after a confirmation beep, it opened. Inside, both of you? Look, we really didn't mean to- But I said inside! Now! Okay, okay! We're going! Michael hurried us inside and quickly shut the door. As soon as he did, there was a sound of a large lock clamping shut, and then we were trapped inside. Well, this wasn't how I expected to spend my evening. Let me just see if I can just... Just... A little... Okay, yep, that is definitely locked tight. We are stuck in here. If we're trapped, we might as well make the best of it then. Amy immediately began to look around the room. Though it wasn't much larger than a walk-in closet, it was filled with filing cabinets. All of them were marked with dates leading back to the 1600s. What are you doing? If this is the archives, and it's in their private collection of cursed items or whatever, then chances are there's something in here we should be looking for. That's a good point. So get searching! I started with some of the more recent dates from within the last few months. I was surprised to find that the folders and small boxes were all labeled with names of people who lived in town. This is weird. All of this stuff just seems to be a bunch of random personal effects. Yeah, take a look at this. I pulled out one of the folders marked from two weeks ago and pulled out a filing for bankruptcy. It's for Ken Bernard. Didn't we go to high school with him? I think so. How about this? It's a watch given to Sherman Lyles for 30 years of service. It's dated 1988. Hey, wasn't that Kelly's dad? From theater class? Didn't he get fired and charged for embezzlement when we were in middle school? Why the hell is all this random stuff from people in town in here? It's like the pain of all the things that no one wants to relive are all here. Hey, look at this. Benjamin Nutters III. I was searching through a cabinet marked 1997 and found a file with Buddy's name on it. What is that? It's Buddy's kazoo. He had it since we were, like, five. He used to play it all the time. He really thought he was going to start the first all-kazoo-fronted band. That is until some kids found out about it and started to make fun of him for it. He was pretty down on himself after that. I always wondered where this kazoo went. I just assumed he threw it out. Wait a second. Amy quickly went to the cabinet marked 2011 and began going through the files. Toward the back, she found whatever she was looking for and pulled it out. What's that? It's... us. Sure enough, the folder had both of our names on it. When she opened it, a DVD fell to the ground. I think it's... Is that what I think it is? It says September 2011 on it. It must be. I looked at her in silence. If what I thought was right, if this was a room full of people's worst moments, then what Amy was holding in her hand was evidence of what tore us apart to begin with. I should probably just... Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Amy put the DVD back in the file and placed it on top of the cabinet. An hour ago, the two of us were closer than we had been in five years. Now, the rift between us appeared again, and neither of us could look at the other. The silence was deafening. 
We should find a way out of here. Yeah, we should. I'll uh I'll keep looking. I don't like leaving those two alone in there. Who knows what they could be getting into? Oh, I'm sure it's fine. They're locked up tight, and even if they do try to take anything, Sheriff Paulson will take it off them before they even leave the room. I guess you were right about putting that lock on the archive's door. It came in handy. Whatever you have locked up in there worked out well as a makeshift prison. (laughs) Yes, it did. Well, while we're waiting for the sheriff to arrive, we should probably put out another round of drinks. Can you let the staff know to keep the glasses full? Yes, of course, dear. Anything you want. Uh, Kaylin, dear. Yes, Michael? When you found those two, they didn't, uh, touch anything, did they? They were admiring some of the things in there. The the doll, the crying boy painting, but they didn't actually touch anything. Oh, good. Uh, except for that record. I'm sorry. They, what? Yes, the one that was still in the phonograph. The one you brought home the other day. What was it called again? They played to the record. The Raggedy Man. Yes, that's the one. I'd forgotten the name of it. Are you sure? You heard the music play. Michael, what has gotten into you? Let go of me. We have guests. Answer me. They played the Raggedy Man. Yes, calm yourself down. What's the big deal? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not good. This is this is bad. This is very, very bad. What is wrong with you? I'm sure it's fine. There's no reason to... Oh, God, of all the times to blow a fuse. Michael, go see what's going on. Michael, are you listening to me? That's not a blown fuse. Don't be ridiculous. Of course it's a blown fuse. Oh, what the hell is that? Oh, no. Oh, God, this... This isn't good. I, I have to go. Michael? Michael, what is going on? Michael! Just as I began to look for some sort of exit from the archives, the power went out. An emergency light went on, but it was still hard to see in there. Okay, now what? Well, maybe the power outage will unlock the door. I don't think it works like that. I know, but wishful thinking. Look, I'm sorry about the file. The DVD. It's fine, I just... I don't understand why you would even think to look for something like that. When you said it seemed like everything here was personal to people in town, it reminded me that I had lost the DVD a few years ago. I thought maybe I misplaced it, but I never found it, so maybe it somehow wound up here. Looks like you were right. I don't want to fight about it. I know we shouldn't have kissed, and we still have a lot to talk about. Whoa, 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 wait a second. We did not kiss. You kissed me. While technically true, you did kiss me back. And why wouldn't I? I still... (sighs) You know what? Never mind. Let's just not do this right now. Then when? It seems like every time we try to have this conversation, something comes up and it never happens. We're stuck in here for the foreseeable future, so we might as well have it now. So what? It just takes us being locked in a room together to even begin to broach the subject about how you broke my heart? The sound of the door unlocking caused us both to look at it, confused by what was going on. 
Within moments, the door swung open and Michael stood before us. He looked frightened, but we had no idea why. You have to help me! What's going on out there? Why did the power go out? Is everything okay? I know why you're here. I know who you are. But none of that matters right now. You need to help me. Keep it away from me. Keep what away from you? What's happening? I'm not stupid. I know you're here looking for one of the seven sins. That's the only possible reason why you could be. And you're right. You're looking at him. Wait, what? Wait, you're the sin? I thought it was Kaylin. Oh, no. She's ambitious, I'll give her that, but that's what I wanted people to think. She uses her fortune for goodwill, but also has this vast collection of art, amongst other things. She's the perfect cover. No one suspects her meek husband of being the real power. So you control her? In a way, but she has no idea. It's very subtle. But with her wealth, I've managed to amass quite a collection, haven't I? All the things that everyone else has ever wanted, now I have. And that would make you? Avarice, of course. And it's mine. (laughs) All mine. But we're getting off topic now. You need to stop him! Look, we are not stopping anyone until we get some answers about this place. Like, what is all of this? Why do you have all these cabinets filled with personal stuff? We don't have time for this! No, you don't have time for this. We have plenty of time. Fine! If I tell you, do you promise to help? Only if you promise to give yourself up after, too. Facing him would be worse than whatever you have in store. Fine, it's a deal. So what's this room for? I took them. From people. I have been for years. It's been centuries since I've felt anything. I mean, really feel anything. Material objects aren't enough. So I take the things that make other people feel. So I can feel their pain, their their sorrow, their, their happiness. I want it all, so I take, take, take in order to feel again. Like divorce papers, baby photos, or hmm, DVDs. Michael smirked at us. He knew that we had found the DVD and what it meant to us. That smirk made me less inclined to help him. Now listen to me. Before he comes, you need to... The record in the main room began to play on its own, cutting Michael short. Apparently, this triggered some sort of reaction in Michael, who began to freak out. It's too late! He's here! Who is here? Michael didn't need to respond, because we were able to see him for ourselves. Standing in the doorway was a huge, hulking man. He was at least seven feet tall, and he was massive. Though it was still dark, I can see that he was wearing torn, ragged clothing that seemed to be made up of a patchwork of materials collected from over the years. His breathing echoed loudly in the room as his eyes pierced us. What the hell is that? Oh no, he's not pleased that I tricked him back in the first place. What is that thing? The Raggedy Man! The Raggedy Man smiled as he began to make his way toward us.
Return Home, Episode 5, Spirit of Greed. You just listened to Part 3 of 4. It was written by Jeff Heimbuck and produced by Andrew Taylor and Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Alyssa Retorno, Evelyn Baruch, BJ Grip, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast and on Twitter at returnhomeshow. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a review on iTunes or contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash returnhomepodcast. Questions? Comments? Raggedy man coming after you? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.